Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, and welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast. I am so happy to be with you today. My name is Yael Dubin, in case you have not yet encountered me in this podcast. It's wonderful to be with you and to meet you in this video or podcast, depending on how you're consuming this content. Um, So this month, I've really been thinking a lot about love, you know, partly because it's Valentine's Day, but mostly just because it's one of my favorite values. It's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite things to think about. Even in graduate school, I wrote um, I wrote a final paper on a political theology of love. Like I really think love is underestimated and trivialized so much of the time. But I wanted to talk today a little bit about what, how seeing people clearly and how allowing yourself to be seen is an act of love. And I want to talk about this for a variety of reasons. And I know like, you know, the description for this podcast and this video talks about how it's easy to look at celebrities and think we wish we were famous. Like sometimes, you know, we wish we were famous. We wish people looked up to us. We all kind of want that. And then we also kind of don't want that. We also kind of want to hide. We don't want to be seen. And part of the reason that we have such mixed feelings is because we're afraid we're not going to be seen well. We're afraid that people will see us through judgmental eyes, through critical eyes. They will see us as we see ourselves. They will not look at us favorably. And you probably already know all of this and you're wondering why I'm making another podcast about it. But I want to see if there's a way we can start to use a couple of ideas to open up this idea and open up possibilities for ourselves and for other people and thereby the world around us. So I want to start by saying like one presupposition that we could potentially make. And I I want to start by saying even before that, first and foremost, this is not my effort to proselytize, convert anybody, tell anybody they're wrong or right about their choice of religion or belief in God or not God, or some other name that you call it by, Hashem, the Holy One, doesn't matter. Really, that's not what this is about. But I do want to say that I'm very inspired by scriptural texts, Hebrew Bible, that says that humans were made Elohim in the image of the divine. And I had this period of time, I want to share really briefly, I was practicing generosity. And in my practice of generosity, I would keep snacks in my car and I would hand them out to homeless people. I would offer them a snack. Excuse me, sir, would you like a snack? That's pretty much my standard line. And when I was practicing this, I could feel that I did not want to make eye contact. I could feel that it was really hard for me to truly meditate on the image of God in that person that was standing in front of me for so many reasons. It was just like the painfulness of it all, the painfulness of being undomiciled, of living on the streets, of having to beg for handouts. And I 
I would just remind myself this person is this person is a bearer of the image of God, no matter what it looks like on the outside right now. And in spite of the fact that I believe that we are all bearers of the image of God, even me, even you, even even that homeless person that I gave a snack to a couple of days ago, but two nights ago, we are all bearers of the image of God. And I believe that our desire to be seen, our desire to be famous, our desire for recognition is in part a desire to have that affirmed by the outside world. We want our worth and our value recognized because to some degree, worth and value is a relational concept. Um, what something is worth to somebody. Um, my photo albums are worth a lot to me, worth nothing to you. For example, the worth of those photo albums is about my relationship with the photos and with the people in it. Our own personal worth is so often reflected in the context of relationships, our relationships at work, with work, our relationships with partners, with friends, with people in our houses of worship, with people in social organizations that we might be part of. And we want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to feel understood, except just like it's hard sometimes to see the image of the Holy One in that homeless person, it is scary to allow others to see us because we are fearful that they will not see us through eyes of love, but through eyes of judgment. They won't see us as bearers of the divine. They will just see where we've gone wrong. They will see what we want to hide. They will see the things about us that we don't like seeing about ourselves. They will judge us as harshly as our own worst inner critic. And sometimes we're right about that. Sometimes people do see the worst in us and they don't see us in the best possible way. Sometimes when we look at other people, we don't see them in the best possible way either. We have a tendency to project our shortcomings onto them. And sometimes, to be honest, and I'm going to talk about this another time, we project our own good qualities onto other people. Projection is like a multi-purpose tool here, but we we kind of don't like it when we have reality mirrored back to us. We don't like it when some when our shortcomings show up in another person, and that's when we're most likely to be really, really judgmental of other people. And even when it's not, we, there might be other reasons that we're judgmental. You might be judgmental of people who have substance abuse problems, and it's possible that's never been your problem. It's possible you've always done an ace job at taking care of yourself. But regardless, the moment judgment comes into the picture, judgment cuts off compassion. And when there isn't compassion, it's very difficult to form a good, healthy, solid, loving relationship. And that goes for whether you are judging yourself or whether you are judging another person. If you are judging yourself, if you are saying, oh, I'm afraid they're going to see me in this way, fill in the blank. Likely, the way that you are afraid they will see you is how you secretly inside partly see yourself. And when you're standing in that position of judgment and you lack that self-compassion to really put your shortcomings in a bigger, broader context, to see the whole picture, to see who you are at your best, who you are at your average, and who you have been in those worst moments and recognize that your worst is not your all, when you have that judgment, it cuts you off from self-compassion. It leads you to hide yourself from people, which immediately is going to block relationship and connection with other people. And when you are busy judging them, the same thing happens. 
the same thing happens. When you judge another person, you block compassion, which cuts off the relationship. Judgment eliminates options. So how can we start to carve a path forward toward being more loving internally and also being a little bit more loving towards other people? And I'm going to talk about really allowing yourself to be seen and having that courage to allow yourself to be seen. And again, when we start talking about anything in the 8C realm, and if you've been in my audience for a very short time, the 8Cs are hallmarks of self-leadership. And those are clarity, calm, compassion, connection, confidence, courage, curiosity, and creativity. And those are basically different qualities that exist within each and every one of us. Those are core self-energy in some traditions in the world, they call that soul or nishama or brahma. That's your Buddha nature. That's that's your inner core, your innermost being. And we all have that. We just don't always have access to it. And we're not always operating from that place. But carving a path forward really looks like anchoring in to those eight C's, anchoring into self-energy, becoming compassionate with yourself, becoming confident in yourself and courageous and recognizing, I'm going to go into courage in just a minute, but when you have that compassion and that courage, and when you're in self-energy, you have a bigger view of yourself. You can hold that you are made in the image of God. That doesn't mean you are God. And the fact that you are not God does not make you the devil either. Like you're, it's not a binary here. You're not all good or all bad. Other people are not all good or all bad. You are a human being and you are complex and wonderful and you have so much to offer the world and still you're not perfect and that's okay. Still, you give other people reasons to gripe or complain. That's okay. That is just part of being human. When you start to tap into that self-energy and you can see the bigger picture about yourself and you can maintain that image of the holiness or sacredness or beauty that is at your core while also seeing that you have shortcomings and that those shortcomings don't diminish your value, they don't take away from that sacred core in any way, then you start to get courageous enough to let yourself be seen. And what courage is about, it comes from the Latin root cur, which means heart, and it means having what it takes to speak your heart, to speak your emotional truth, not your opinions, not your judgments, not spout off about your values, criticisms, not that, but to speak your emotional truth. And to have courage, you must be seen. And to be seen, you must have courage. And when you come to self-energy, it's a lot easier to be seen as whole. And it's because you're coming from that whole place. You're coming from wholeness. And it's easier to see someone else's wholeness as well. And when I'm talking about, and I, and I, I really want to kind of come back to this because I, I sort of touched on it a little bit. When I'm talking about that courage to be seen, that courage to speak your emotional truth, what I really mean is the courage to be vulnerable, to stand in your truth in a way that is not self-righteous or defensive or an F you, or it doesn't have that energetic push away. You know, ah, this is what I feel and I don't care how you feel, or I don't care if you agree or not. That's sort of a defensive push away place, but to really stand in your value, truth, and strength in a place of wholeness and speak your heart and to create a space 
around you and within you for other people to do the same, to speak their truth as well, and to maintain the image of God that you can see within them, even as you might disagree, even as they might hold opinions or do things that you think are wrong, questionable, potentially risky. Um, and I'll give you one really great example. I, um, I am on crutches or crutch and I was getting out of my car the other day, not my car, but my son was driving me somewhere and I got out of the car and a man who was in the parking lot further from the building than I was, as soon as my door opened and he saw the crutch come out, he said, I've got the door for you. And he hightailed it across the parking lot. He got to the door before me and it was super important for him to hold the door open for me. And there was someone on Facebook who expressed concern for me that I had allowed a homeless gentleman to open the door for me, that maybe he would be dangerous or maybe that I would be victimized in some way. To be honest with you, I felt really seen by this man. He saw that I was struggling and he wanted to make my life a little bit better. And I was touched by his compassion. And I can hold that he is a bearer of the image of God and he's homeless and that doesn't say everything I need to know about him. I don't know his whole life. That doesn't mean he's a bad person. It doesn't mean he's dangerous. I've, I'm not going to take him home, but I'm not taking anyone else home from the parking lot either, by the way. But I can be in this place, and this is where I want to invite you to be, where I can see that this other person sees this as dangerous and she may have reasons. She may have a, an actual legitimate story in her past, and I cannot make her wrong. I can decide she's not wrong. That's her experience. Okay. My experience is I was touched by this guy. I thought it was phenomenal that he made it so important to show me kindness. That was lovely. So really in the end, it's about seeing the sacred in each other and not really ignoring the fact that we disagree, not ignoring the whole picture. You know, for example, I'm also not going to hire this guy to do my accounting. You know, I, there are many people I won't be hiring to do my accounting. That doesn't make them bad people. But to really hold that whole picture. And first, we have to be willing to see it within ourselves. First, we have to be willing to really see the whole picture, to see the image of God within us, to really acknowledge our own self-criticisms and get that those self-criticisms are only part of the picture. Then we can allow ourselves to be seen and we can see other people as they are instead of just living in a world of our own projections all the time. That's what I have for you today. I am very curious to know how this all lands with you. Um, and I believe next week I will come back and chat with you a little bit about why it is I think that seeing and being seen is so interwoven with love. Why that why that really is love and what is so important and so loving about that willingness to see each other. In the meantime, many blessings, friends. Be well. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. 
Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.